0: It should be obvious that we cannot solve a crisis with the same methods that got us into it in the first place. This is a last chance saloon, because if we don't really take the decisions that are vital now, it's going to be almost impossible to catch up. We will end the moratorium on extracting our huge reserves of shale, which could get gas flowing. As soon as six months,
1: will get away. If unprecedented changes are not made, and made soon, there will be irreversible damage to the planet. Zero Carbon East Hello and welcome to Zero Carbon East I was about to say it's a kind of a special edition. It's sort of, you know, almost like a Christmas message, Dale, isn't it, really, in some respects? I know you love Christmas very much indeed, but we thought rather than just legging it at the end of the series it's worth just having a a, a brief chimwag now to talk about the year we've just had and what's coming up as well because we ain't
0: going nowhere no we ain't we in fact we're coming back so we're probably going somewhere because we have to in order to come back but yeah short that's very sh- true i mean in, in
1: any other world that would just be pedantry wouldn't it but it turns out to be an actually brilliant almost young like observation i like it.
0: <laughs> i think that's my world to
1: some people pedantry
0: i, I love it <laughs> so we i mean
1: let's just think about the year we've had because if last year because we've been doing this a few years now if last year somebody had said right you're gonna have three prime ministers uh they're gonna piss around on windmills they'll be fracking then there won't be fracking then there will be fracking then there won't be fracking somebody had explained this coal mines opening you know all that goes with that you'd have even by the stanzas of this crazy government we'd have thought they'd lost their shizzle wouldn't we
0: yeah. And and you know, it went further, didn't it? We had that month of trust and the forty five billion tax giveaway funded by borrowings, the IMF throwing. It's a hands billion up. a day, yeah. isn't it, that she was oh. in office. <laughs> it cost us a lot of money and the international money markets just like threw their hands up in the air and disowned us, didn't they? And Crashed our economy, and yeah. affect the pound. Yeah,
1: even arch-capitalists were going, oh, That's was not right. really what we had <laughs> in mind.
0: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so funny. And as you say, a series of U-turns on on fracking, on wind, on solar. I mean, U-turn after U-turn after U-turn, just adding up to policy donuts. right? Round and round we went.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Where, where do you sense that, because it started out as a crock of shit, it became a crock of shit. <laughs> <laughs> For many, it continues to be just that. Are there any scintillas of light with this government when you consider so the fracking thing is gone, onshore wind kind of returns. and mm. now we've got this coal mine thing monkeying around in the middle mm. here. but what what's your broad assessment of the direction of travel
0: of Rishi Sunak's government? I think he's screwed. I think he's walking a tightrope. <laughs> he's walking a tightrope between the left and the right of his party. The coal mine was the gift to the right to say, look, we can still stick two fingers up to the climate lobby. We'll have a new coal mine. Thank you very much. He knows it won't get built. And the bringing back the wind was uh, was the same thing for the left of the pie. saying, look, we'll stick two fingers up to those fossil fuels, fools rather, and uh, we'll bring back onshore wind with some really major caveats like yeah. where communities will allow it. Neither of these things is going to change anything onshore wind isn't coming back and and that coal mine won't get built and this is rishi sunak's balancing act now up until the next election and i think basically you know he's screwed he can't make decisions his party is at war with itself and so he'll never he'll never do anything johnson never did so you think so onshore wind you don't think will happen I don't think it's coming back. Uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's presentational. It's just politics uh, talking about it. But this huge caveat of of, of community support, which is what actually Liz Truss said about fracking, and you know, we know that's a really challenging thing to define. They haven't even tried to define yeah. it yet. They're going to have a consultation. They're going to take their time about it. I think it's I think it's BS. You know, um, it's just it's just politics. Internal Conservative Party politics.
1: Uh, well, I was just going to say that there are some other areas that aren't necessarily down to the government itself, but maybe down. To local government or local authorities, whether it's London, Manchester, wherever it happens to be, where there are other initiatives taking place. I mean, if you look at the kind of whole cycling thing, which is massive now, um, I know it's broadly a London thing, but it is happening elsewhere. If you look at ULEZ charges, where you know those gas-guzzling cars can essentially fuck off you ain't coming in here. It's going to cost you if you want to drive that beast around. I know that's not the perfect way to run a scheme, however there's a lot of that happening so it, it's not as if green has totally abandoned by everyone even if it's not down to rishi Sun. yeah
0: it's true but we really need the big picture to move don't we which only government can do you know we need onshore wind and solar um, because between them they can drive us to hundred percent green on the grid in less than a decade we can bring real economic growth in the in the way that Liz trust thought she could get with tax breaks for the rich. We can get that with investment in green tech. And uh, we're going to release a whole series of figures in January. We've been doing a lot of research about that. And so these are essential, not just to fighting the climate crisis, getting in energy independent, but also to our economy. And this is a new way to look at green stuff that we're going to major on next year. There's big overlap between the old form of green money and the new form of green environment. There's a massive overlap now.
1: Yeah, I was just, just about to raise that point. So from, a, from this podcast perspective we'll be recording a lot of episodes next year. What
0: do you see as that kind of salient theme that we will keep hammering home? Economics. We're we're going to shift the argument from the environment to economics when it comes to renewable energy and actually all of the green things that we need to do. There's an economic case for just about everything and and a uneconomic case for doing things the way we're doing them now so we'll have a shift of focus it's uh it's kind of a version of our green populism uh you know that that idea of speaking to people in a different way we're going to talk about renewable energy green stuff green crap as Cameron like to call it we're going to talk about it in a different way in an economic way fantastic
1: before we finish and you sing the first noel which I know you like to do <laughs> Dale. uh It is just worth mentioning that you got a kind of sort of a telling off from Ben, who emailed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he did. He did. This
1: was about, he says, I'm listening to your podcast. Couldn't believe what I was hearing regarding B corporations. Given your views on government's performance regarding the environment being far below average, to put it mildly, I would have thought that you would have been a champion of any method that encourages businesses to care about anything else other than profit. It felt to me as if you gave B cause the same treatment as you give new coal mines or oil refineries. The reason for B is B the change. Yes, that was is that great. right?
0: Uh, well, apparently, I mean, uh, I may have heard that before, but forgot it because I, I think it's a little bit cheesy, to be honest. And yeah, I mean, he did give me a telling off there, but I think he, he overlooked the fact that we we use humour on this podcast. Uh, we have a bit of yes, laugh, I'm you know? sorry about that, Ben. <laughs> we're having a laugh. You miserable <laughs> bastard! <laughs> and and you know everything <laughs> I said about Beecroft, I, I stand by. You know, it's like uh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, what, what are you going to do? I, I want to say this anyway. Look, it's not the be all and end all, Ben. And, hey. Uh, there you go. You know, as as Shakespeare once kind of pondered, you know, to to be core cool or not to be core. Cool. Well, we 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 had oh, that.
1: God, they're just flowing out on this <laughs> final moment, i not never The I know Christmas is very special to you. It's uh you're in the church in the morning, then you ride naked through the streets of the West Country on a donkey, usually for a couple of hours before returning for a nut roast. Is that right? Nut that nut roast.
0: Yeah. I'm glad it didn't involve a turkey anyway, so I can live with the rest of it. Brilliant. Have a cracking break, Dale. Yeah. We'll speak in 2023. Yeah, have a cracking break too, Ian. And uh, for everybody listening as well, have, have a great holiday and see you all in the new year indeed that was
1: just a very short episode just so you knew we hadn't just legged it for the hills without saying goodbye or giving you a reason to tune in for 2023 don't forget of course to follow this podcast from your podcast provider so that you get each new episode automatically leave a review there too and make sure you follow dale on social media twitter.com slash dale vince facebook.com slash dale vince and on insta and tiktok too we'll see you in 2023
0: carbon east off